Hey there, everyone. I'm Sherry Dixon, and this is Strong Inside and Out, the show where we focus on all of the strategies and tips that will empower you to design your best life, living strong inside and out. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Strong Inside and Out the place where you can get all of my tips about being a strong woman on the inside and out. We are here recording episode number 68. I cannot believe that I have 68 episodes. And this is our final episode of 2023. As a matter of fact, I'm recording on Friday, December 22nd. So happy holidays, everyone. Hopefully you have some big plans for the next few days. I have to say it's kind of strange. I made it through the Thanksgiving time um, pretty well, but I think Christmas and New Year's is going to be a little different because This is the first time in 28 years that I've worked through these holidays. It's very, very strange. I know that I get to control my own schedule, but I don't feel like I'm in a place quite yet where I am able to just step away for the entire two weeks. But as I've mentioned before, I am in the midst of planning my daughter's wedding. So next week I'm going to take a couple days off and then of course the following week we are actually going to start shopping for the wedding dress i feel like there's going to be two components where i'm going to absolutely lose my control and probably boohoo like a baby one i already know for sure and that's the photographer we have chosen a photographer and she sent me my daughter that is the link to go look at samples of the different photos and videos and things she's done. It's a girl she went to high school with who's doing weddings all over everywhere. And I just lost it. I'm telling you, seeing the photos really hit me because I kept thinking, oh my gosh, my baby, my baby is going to be this woman in a dress and going off with this man. And I love him, but she's still my baby. And then I think the second time is going to be the dress. Um, I'm going to have a hard time with that. I'm pretty sure. But we're doing that on January 4th, I believe. And um, her best friend is coming in, flying in for that. He is her man of honor. And um, yeah, it should be a pretty good time. So looking forward to that over the next couple of weeks meeting about the cake, meeting about the flowers. And then I think once all of that is done, we're pretty much set except for the little details. But looking forward to that event on October 26th of 2024. And I do have to say, I'm glad we're planned ahead, but I do think the year is going to go really, really fast and it'll be here before we know it. So that's my holiday break um, or partial break. And I hope you are getting to do some great things. Um, I am anticipating that my dad and my stepmother will be coming to visit probably in January or February. And of course, I have the Houston Half Marathon on January 14th, which is coming up quick as well. So, so many great things going on. But I wanted to pop on today before we got to the holiday um, actual holiday events so that I could get this out to you 
because I heard something this week that made me go, hmm. Years ago, I married my high school boyfriend. I married him in 1991 and we were young. We were already living together. We had a child already and we had started living together about a year prior. And one thing that I think I have to say as a good quality for him is he was a good sleeper. I'm not a good sleeper. I never was as a kid. I'm not now, but he made it easy to sleep with him, like physically sleep. Um, he didn't snore. He didn't move around a lot. We each stayed on our separate side of the beds while we were sleeping and came together as we needed, you know, in the meantime, um, he, he was hot because I think guys just generate heat, right? And it would make me hot, but if I were, if I got cold in the night, then I would just kind of touch him or put my feet on him. He did not mind that. And if he was hot and I usually used to sleep cold, he would do the same thing. And we kind of had the same schedules. We got up at the same time. Of course we had a child, so it made it a little bit easier. Um, we went to sleep at the same time. Neither of us slept with the TV on or lights on. We liked it dark and we liked it cool in the bedroom with extra covers on. So, and I think that's because we started <clears throat> actually sleeping together, you know, at a very young age and we just kind of grew into that habit. I have to say that was one of the fortunate things about my marriage. And once I got divorced, I realized that not everybody sleeps the same. Now, I always say, and I'll always admit, I am the world's worst sleeper. I can fall asleep, but I don't necessarily stay asleep. And getting into my 50s, sometimes I sleep hot. Um, and so there are nights when I need lots of blankets on. I like the room to be cold. I like the room to be dark. I like it to be quiet, except for I have to have fans on. And I like to have options to take the covers off if I need to. I have to sleep in a space where I can put my feet out from under the covers if needed. And sure, you're probably thinking, my gosh, why is this woman telling us all of this? But there is a point. And I do like to sleep with the dog. I like to have him laying up against me somehow. He doesn't get under the covers or anything like that, but he usually lays up against my back if it's cold out or he's down by my feet when it's warm. Just having that security of my dog close by, even when I was living with someone or sleeping with someone, um, that's just kind of how I like it to be. But I found out quickly and it was, let me think. I had moved back to Iowa after my divorce. So it was probably around 2015 and I moved in with the person I was seeing thinking that we were going to end up together forever. And let me just tell you, it was the worst sleeping experience I've ever had in my life. He tossed and turned a lot. He snored and he slept so hard. I couldn't even like nudge him to stop him from snoring. And he refused 
to go sleep like in another room. Now, to give a little backstory, at the time it was my house, I was paying all of the bills, which, you know, I invited him in. However, I thought there could be a little courtesy that we could kind of figure this out somewhere or another. And I have to really be honest, the six months that we were living together, the sleep was so bad that I was so sleep deprived. I was a principal at the time in a brand new position and I couldn't function. And I know that it was part of us ending our relationship. I was just so tired. My second experience with sleeping with someone after I got divorced was about a year later and um, I moved in. Well, again, my house, someone moved in with me um, and he slept pretty okay. So I was having high hopes, right? Sleeping wasn't really a problem until our schedules got off. I would work and work out early before I'd go to work. So I would get up around 4.30 so I could get to the gym and I could get my workout in before I got to school. And then I would work at school all day and then I would come home and then I would have my time to just relax and unwind in the evenings. Well, he took longer in the morning to get ready and then he would work into the evening time. And that started to become a problem because he would come to bed and he would turn on the TV and he would turn on a light and he would get up and down and he would do things. And I would already be asleep when he would come and do that, which would wake me up, which would mean I couldn't go back to sleep. And that relationship, it ended because I moved back to Houston, but we did do long distance for a while. And we really did have to talk about it because we actually anticipated that we were going to get married. We had a date and location and everything picked out. But part of the problem wasn't just this, but sleeping was part of the problem. And I remember after that experience saying to my daughter, sleeping is hard already. And I don't know if I want to sleep in the same bed with someone. Now, I will say, yes, I've been divorced for 13 years. And besides those two periods of time, a year, six months, and then a year, and then off and on over the last seven years, I just really haven't had the desire to sleep, physically sleep with someone. You know, we can take care of whatever business we need to take care of, but go sleep in that bed and I'll sleep in this bed and, or you go home. And I tell, I tell people as I start to get into relationships, I don't do sleepovers. And really that's why I think they traumatize me. I get so concerned that I'm going to be so sleep deprived because I was for that period of time. And then I get worried that when I share this concern, that I will offend somebody. And so I just sometimes don't establish my boundaries and I just let it go because people have expectations, right? Society has expectations. However, the reason I'm talking about this today is because I was watching the news this week and I do watch the Today Show each morning before I go for my workout. And they were talking about hashtag sleep divorce. And so I'm listening in and they were talking about this exactly, that there are so many couples 
here in the United States, I didn't speak about anywhere else, but here in the U.S., that have such a difficult time sleeping together that there's now something trending called sleep divorce. And basically, it's exactly what I just described. You come together to do whatever it is you need to do, sleep together when you want to, but sleep separately when you need to. And one of the people on the Today Show was Carson Daly was saying he and his wife have been doing this for years due to children, due to schedules, due to whatever. And I can get it. I can understand it. And at first I thought, okay, they're talking about it because apparently Cameron Diaz has now endorsed this. Do we really need a celebrity to endorse this? I don't know about that. I think what we need to be able to do is say, you do you and do what works best for you. But I guess now that it's trending, people will be maybe a little more um, open about these different arrangements. So I don't know. I felt the need to talk about it this week because I think part of being a strong woman clearly is setting boundaries for sure, right? And being comfortable with telling the person or the people that are in your world what your boundaries are. I think a lot of us get worried, like I said, that we're going to offend somebody. And so we just don't say anything. But then it puts us in a place where we're miserable. And if we're physically, emotionally, mentally miserable, then clearly we're not being our best for that person either or for ourselves. But I also think that this is something that we need to talk about because I think as strong women, we have to realize that we've put ourselves in these molds for so long in a box, right? And being in this box has caused us to be so worried about what society or what other people think. And so we just do what the world expects of us rather than what is best for us. But what if we had the courage to be able to step up and say, okay, I don't need to call it sleep divorce. I don't need to label it, but I don't. I'm so sorry. I think the dog is going to bark. But I want to live my life how I want to live my life. And if that means we sleep in separate beds or separate rooms or even for a while I was doing long distance. We, we slept literally in separate states and it worked. And so if it works, what, why do we have to feel like it's not okay? So as we are wrapping up 2023, and this is going to be a short episode, I just wanted to touch upon that because I think there's so many things that they become special, trending, whatever we want to label them, because somebody says something that has some kind of influence or authority, but we've been thinking it forever. I know many of you are out there going, oh my gosh, I wish I could get a sleep divorce, right? But I think too, we just, in so many things as women, we tend to want to please the people in our world and we keep ourselves in that box. And then we feel miserable. We partake in things that do not align with what we want in life or what is best for us. And it affects us physically, mentally, emotionally. And we have to stop doing that. We really do. So the first thing I ask is, would you get a sleep divorce? Because I know I would. I would not have one single problem with that. If this was something now in my 50s that I found to be a problem, I think I'd be very clear in saying, okay, 
here's here are my boundaries before going into this relationship. Number two, I ask, have you thought about it? Have you thought about this in particular? Are there things you're doing in your life that don't necessarily make your life better, that don't necessarily keep you in a place of being healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally, but you do them because society expects you to do them or you've just, this is the way it's done. So this is the way I'm always going to do it. And thirdly, if you haven't taken the time to do so, I would encourage you to really reflect on that because part of being a strong woman is building a life that you love. And part of building a life that you love is being able to say, you know what, this might not work. And even though the next door neighbors don't necessarily do this, why can't we do this? Because this is our life. We are the ones that have to live it. We are the ones that have to thrive based on how we live our life. And as long as you're not being, you know, doing something detrimental or illegal, live it the way you want to live it, right? Life is just too short to be in these boxes, to be in these molds, and to be so worried about what society thinks we should be doing if it's not beneficial to us. So all in all, as I wrap up today before this holiday break, I am 100% for hashtag sleep divorce. Now, whether my influence matters or not, I don't know, but something to think about because there are a lot of trends out there that I don't know if I'd necessarily get on board with, but this one, I think I could, I think I could. And I don't think that I would be hesitant to share with anyone <laughs> for sure. So anyway, that is everything I have for today. Hopefully it made a little impact on the world you're living in, but most importantly, make sure that you are living a life that you love, because like I mentioned, life is too short and nobody wants to be on their deathbed one day saying, I wish I would have, and I want to give you the courage and the permission to go out and make all the great things happen. All right. We're wrapping up 2023. As I said, this episode um, is airing on the 26th. And then this is our last one for the year. So I hope you have a great holiday that you get all that you believe that you deserve all that you have in your heart for your friends and family, and that you have as little stress as you possibly can. Okay, guys, I'll see you next week right here on strong inside and out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Strong Inside and Out. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and don't forget, leave us a great review. Of course, if you know someone who would love this podcast, let them know. And as always, follow me at www.findagirlinherdog.com. Until next time, 